Welcome to Live the Fuel. Welcome to Live Welcome the Fuel. To Live the Fuel. Focusing on health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So today we're catching up with a gentleman that I got to recently hang out with here outside of Philadelphia. Uh, we got to hang out at the MapCon. This has been coming up a lot over the past couple episodes. That's the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference. And uh, obviously this was my second year returning and my first year speaking there. And uh, Harry's got a, a few connections in the industry down there himself. So uh, with a quick little bio on this guy is he's the founder of Fullcast which is, for me, is important because he's a full-service, done-for-you podcast production and marketing consultancy. Uh, long story short, he's helping six-figure entrepreneurs amplify their authority, guys. You know, you're extending your reach through the power of podcasting. I've talked about it before, how podcasting can really open up a whole different demographic of brand growth, exposure, communication, authors, doctors, you name it. Podcasting is opening the world up. So besides Fullcast, the guy also is founder and host of Podcast Junkies, which I really want to get more into today, and uh, because that's what I learned most about this year about him when I was down at MapCon. So without further ado, Harry Duran, man, welcome to the show. Hey, Scott. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited. Yeah. So uh, so real quick for our listeners, where are you dialed in from? I'm currently in Los Angeles. You're in LA. Yeah, it's hot today, as a matter of fact. Well, it's actually really hot out here because here we're in Allentown, Pennsylvania, about an hour, well, hour and a half north of that conference when I ran into you there, but an hour north of Philadelphia, about an hour to hour and a half west of New York City. And it is the end of September, but it hit freaking 90 degrees today. So it's very hot for us right now this time of year because like the leaves are changing and fall's kicking in. You're saying your temperatures are a little bit different. Where are you at right now temperature wise? Yeah, it's got to be like, uh, I'm sure it hit 90 today. And uh, it's just, you know, I felt like it, summer was sort of over and we're in our, our shortened, we don't really have a fall, it sort of gets into winter and it's all it just blends in. You guys are just all season. in, man, complete yeah. seasonal shift. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy that we're actually hanging with California weather. Um, definitely unusual. I was out mountain yeah. biking last night and we were definitely sweatier than normal for this time of year. I'm like, man, guys, uh, maybe this global warming thing is, is real. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Might be. So heck, for our listeners, guys, uh, this is Harry, man. This is we got to hang out at the, at the second annual MapCon, and uh, you had quite a presence down there. Your shirts were glowing. Uh, you have quite uh, the color. And for our listeners, guys, if you actually went to, and while I'm talking to you, I'm actually going to pop over and do a quick sh- uh, screen share right away because his primary color uh, for the YouTube feeds is you got a lot of yellowish, yeah. orange going on. <laughs> so you're you're poppy, man. You're popping. So yeah, uh, it feels like I feel like your screen is glowing at this point. <laughs> hey, you chose the color, sir. Okay. <laughs> well, what's interesting is like um, I it, I think it was just I I had heard that high contrast made a difference, and this is after the fact. I wish I could have said I thought about this at the time, but um, that combination of the black against the bright yellow slash orange, it's really why you see a lot of road signs because it's one of the most high contrasting color combinations there is. Well, and it's funny you bring that up because your fellow California buddy down south in San Diego, Mr. Michael O'Neill of Solopreneur Hour, has an even brighter color than you. He's got yeah. the uh, the yellow with the black. So yeah. uh, he's even brighter. <laughs> yeah, 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 But he's talked about the same exact concepts. You guys are playing off of the same uh, marketing knowledge as far as 
developing branding, picking the right colors, et cetera. I geek out on that stuff. So um, yeah, and Michael and I, Michael and I have, have a, a date on our respective calendars. We're going to be on each other's shows. Uh, we keep running to each other at the conferences, and I saw him at Podcast Movement just lounging out. He's like, "Hey, now's a good time. Let's <laughs> if you want to have that conversation." And I was tired. I mean, it was one of those long nights at that Podcast Movement. And I was like, "Oh, brother, I I don't think I would be good right now. I'm dying to you know get on and and then uh, chat it up on your show." But I, I figured it wasn't it wasn't going to be my best performance. Well, so. there's there's two kinds of people. There's people like yourself here. Where it's like you know, I, I would like to give quality communication, quality uh, experience to each other's listeners because you recently recorded with me uh, on, for your show and I appreciate yeah. that. And I, I get it, man. Like podcast movement, I haven't been there myself and I heard it's pretty intense. exhausting and intense. Oh yeah. <laughs> Especially if you, by now, this, that was my fourth one. It's, it's become a bit of a family reunion for me, Scott. And I just love the fact that I can interact. Um, I was a newbie at the first one. Uh, we had a couple of friends there, but just each year, as you can imagine, if you have a show that interviews podcasters, mm -hmm. you get to know a whole handful over the course of the year. So add those to the list that you've already interviewed. The fact that I do video interviews means I connect with them and network them uh, face to face. So there's a face recognition when I show up and and then on top to the cherry on top is the bright yellow t-shirt I wear for three days straight. <laughs> well, and I, like I said, that's the advantage. Like me this year, I decided to level up, you know, rolled in with a, with a nicer suit, you know, just to do yep. something different, you know, get a little nicer. And then you roll in popping. And that's the whole point. It's like, everybody's got their own style. You roll yeah. in, you got to make sure. And this is kind of like a uh, event 101 type of concept here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, because we highly recommend I'm sure I could speak for you on this one. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but we highly recommend going to events, not just if you're a podcaster, uh, but you and I chatted about the other night when I recorded for your show, like tomorrow afternoon, I'm leaving for uh, a wedding on Friday in Syracuse, New York. And then I fly from Syracuse to Las Vegas to attend Thrive Make Money Matter. So it's mm -hmm. a big picture thinking entrepreneurial type of speaking event. And there's going to be 26 like world-class speakers. A couple of them are billionaires. Uh, yeah. One, uh, a, a, U, a U.S. Olympian, like all kinds of crazy communicators. And it's like, listen, man, it's a conference. It's, it's So it's up to you. Do you want to roll in with a pair of shorts and a t-shirt or maybe level up or for you? Make sure people know, man, like this is podcast junkies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's so funny, Scott, because I, I made a conscious effort. Obviously, I didn't do that year one. And then I had seen Michael's post. I mean, shout out and full credit to um, the solopreneur, you know, our man solopreneur. himself. And he talked about how it made an impact. And you know what? Um, and this is another thing, too. And, and I, I imagine as you teach people and as you encounter other people's teachings, I, I believe we all stand on the shoulders of giants and people that have gone before us. And so I'm one of the first people to give credit when I see an idea that I repurpose for my own business or for my own podcast. And I, I just got something today. I had a conversation with Jim Collison of The Average Guy TV, and he gave me, a, I, I loved his, his theme on his site um, and something he does with daily tweets for his listeners. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take that. But you just always give credit. So, uh, so credit to Michael O'Neill for that. And then I realized in the beginning, you know, I was like, oh, I got to, you know, look good and, and dress sharp. And, and I save that for the evening events at the podcasting conferences. But I said, you know what, this is a conference for me to get awareness about my show. And I can't be shy. Like if I'm not the first one to be the champion of my own show, how can I possibly expect anyone else to be the cheerleader? Like I have to be the one out there wearing the shirt and starting the conversation. So I bought 50 t-shirts, second year, 50, third year, 75. This year I took a hundred t-shirts all gone within two or three days. And it's, you know, I, I, it's the, one of the best investments I've made because it's positioned me in the podcast and that podcasting conference as the guy with the yellow shirt. And now, you know, 
people know it. Well, and if you guys are at the same conference, you guys, you'd be, you and Michael be the two guys with two yellow shirts. The difference is he's got the niche towards the solopreneur, right? The entrepreneurial minded person. And he and I both have had a lot of podcasters on, but obviously you've chosen a niche. And we talk about this in business a lot. Like people need to really niche themselves or be very specific on their niches that they're trying to focus on. So clearly the new podcast junkies brand, we're not really new, but I mean, different than full cast. It's like, hey, man, mm-hmm. I'm clearly oh, yeah. targeting a specific audience. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think it's really important because everything you do should be congruent with, with that brand. And, and like I said, like when I tell people, hey, do you want the free shirt or do you want the $10 shirt at the conference? They're like, uh, of course I want the free one. Well, I'm like, well, you got to just do one thing. Subs- open up your phone, subscribe to Podcast Junkies on the spot. <laughs> there you go. And then there you go. And because I'm, I'm literally trying to grow people and let them know. And it's exhausting. Don't get me wrong. Like walking the hallways, I don't, I don't do a lot of the breakout sessions at this point. Um, I'm more concerned with the connections I can make from a uh, networking perspective and the one-to-one. And the one thing you have to be aware of at, at these conferences, and you've probably experienced it yourself, Scott, is be focused on the person you're talking to. Mm-hmm. I made a, con- a conscious effort this, this year to not be the guy that's looking over your shoulder as I'm talking to you, waiting to see if maybe there's a better conversation I can jump into or someone that I haven't talked to. Because at the end of the day, you're, you're going to have meaningless conversations with a bunch of people as opposed to you know 10 to 15 that you can literally remember where you were and when you had it. Well, that's not even... I mean, yes, it is a very valuable lesson for conferencing um, or events, attending events, but that's actually a very human best practice that yeah. because it's so easy to get distracted by technology, smartphones, texts, uh, back back in the day when we still were supporting pagers and smartphones, even before the smartphones, it's very easy to have distractions. And I agree with you. It's some people, they're constantly looking for the next best thing. And you don't know who you're talking to. Like you could literally stumble across a billionaire. He could be wearing just a scrubby t-shirt, a pair of shorts, because he just doesn't care, he or she. Yeah. And yep. you don't know. But if you're looking for the sharp dressed guy, and it's like, oh, you know what? Good talking real quick. And then boom, bail. You have no idea what you just walked away from. So if mm-hmm. you're going to take the time to try and reach out and get to know somebody, focus on them. You can catch up with somebody later. You know, just yeah. really keep it a, a real person-to-person communication, just like you and I are doing in podcasting. That's why I love the intimacy of podcasting because it's like, hey, man, I have no excuse to be distracted. I'm in my home studio. Like, there's You close the door and there's no one else around. So Yeah. The other thing is is about making just a follow up and, and uh, wrap up on this converse on the conference best practices. Mm-hmm. I found um, I, I signed up for the service called Full Contact. It's um, it, I think it's about seven eighty bucks for the whole year. It's one of the best investments investments I ever made. It connects to your Gmail contacts, and what it does is it's got a fantastic mobile app so that I can scan my business cards now. And oh, yes, yes. Op- optical character recognition, and they said there's actually a human that QAs the final. Uh, pass of the card it gets synced up it reads the, the information syncs it up to the database and then at the same time it's syncing with your google contacts and it reads signatures Ooh. email signatures in gmail as well so you can imagine it's aggregating all this stuff i like the, i you- like the google integration because all yeah. of my all of my well all my clients and all of my accounts are actually a, a gmail back end it's google yeah. i mean you can do custom domain email like my live the fuel so yeah. it's like it's that's it. That's the, now you got me intrigued because I know there's other apps where they'll actually save it to your iPhone, yeah. but you know, there's only so much capacity on an iPhone. There's, there's certain contacts. You don't need them in your phone, right? You just yeah. need a database to accept access yeah. them quickly and easily. 
And full contact has done that the best. Uh, I used to do Evernote. Evernote had a card scanner, but I'm like, where's it going after it does that? I think it was trying to sync up to LinkedIn, but it didn't. LinkedIn had one as well. But this is the best one because essentially what my workflow is now, I get the card, I scan it in, I make sure it's it's captured, and I toss the card in the trash. You know, and, and I know that it's going to sync up to, um, and I usually follow up with people with an email, but I'm just going, I'm sort of like doubling down on the connection to make sure that it's valuable because that's what we go to these conferences for, to, to make connections, to, to meet people exactly. and to figure out if there's opportunities that we can you know, work together in the future. And, and if you, if you um, do it haphazardly and you're like, oh yeah, I got these cards and, and I come back. I mean, I take a, I've got like a little thing that I'm known for now. I lay them all out on my floor and I take a picture of all of them. And I'm like, these are all the people I met. I did Tag notice yourself. that. I did notice that on your social media feed. And is this what you're talking about right here that I'm sharing on the video feed? Yeah. Full contact. Full contact. Yep. I love yep. their tagline here because they're using my favorite buzzword, fuel, man. They're person and company insights to fuel your project. I like that. Couldn't have planned that better. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm already liking these guys already. So this is the best part. I'm actually going to get something taken away from my own show notes. <laughs> um, because I mean, my biggest client, they're huge Salesforce users. And that's yeah. just one of the most powerful CRM solutions for sales and marketing or really any business who has a sales team or anything. But that's also pricey. Mm -hmm. So this is great for just the the basic entrepreneur. Where it's like, hey, man, like you don't need a big pricey Salesforce solution. This is, hey, don't lose the contacts. It's yeah. really that easy. I like that. Now, when you yeah. sync up the business cards, is it giving you an option to, because one of the old school uh, trade secrets is don't just take a business card, write something on the card that was mm -hmm. unique about them or what you learned or where you met yeah. them at. Does that, do they allow that when you first scan it in to add like a little tag on it? Yeah. Notes. There's a notes, the notes. and there's tags and notes. So I, I, I use them interchangeably, but typically the, the tag is like the conference name. See, I'm a, like I'm a networking machine. When I meet people, I'm already yeah. linking, linked, uh, inning <laughs> oh, them yeah. or Facebooking them. I'm like you, I jump, I, oh, yeah. I love networking. I love growing the networks. And it's something that I've actually been able to take into podcasting because like for you, like when I bring on a new co-host, I'm already thinking, who else can I get them connected with? Who can I get them introduced to? And it might not come out tonight, but it'll come out by the time I publish yeah. the episode. And I'm usually forwarding or sending an introduction email to either another podcaster or to, like I've had, I've hooked up doctors to other healthy podcasts, like you name it. I'm, that's, yeah. my, that's my new thing. Uh, after like episode 100, I finally said, you know what? Just in my co-host database alone, I have enough people to potentially bounce off of each other and help people grow. Like you said, stand on the shoulders of giants. Well, there's some giants that I've had on the show and I'm like, other people need to learn from those giants. Let me see if I can get those giants on somebody else's shows because mm. yeah, it's not just about me. Yeah. It's just, there's other valuable podcasts that have different demographics, different exposures, and let's get them out there. Paid forward. Exactly. I love this. I don't know how, how geeky you want me to get, but I take it to another level once it's in my database. All right, all right. Let's go ahead and throw on <laughs> one more geekdom. Is that word geekdom? I don't know. I'm uh, a huge, <laughs> huge uh, productivity and automation nerd. I mean, I'm, I'm a really a fan of doing, as entrepreneurs, we, try, we have to do more with what we have. And sometimes we're as solopreneurs, and sometimes maybe we'll have, get one or two VAs that we start working with. But mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of standard operating procedures. I use a tool called Zapier. S SOPs for some SOPs. people who have, I've worked with them before. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Zapier is, it's, uh, if, for those of you that are not familiar with it, there's a, there's a simpler version of it called IFTTT.com where you can automate. I have it. Some, yeah, some and services. I just don't spend enough time playing with it because yeah. I, it's, it's, it's funny because I'm like you. I geek out on that stuff. I want to spend the time to do with it. It's just like I just haven't budgeted the time to do it because yeah. it's, it's like, you know, you got to invest a little bit of time. Yeah, then you get it, it done and you will free up the time. I think that's the whole yeah. point of it. So if this, then what, that. 
Yeah, if this and that, they're called uh, recipes. And one of the most common ones was when uh, Twitter took away the ability to see your Instagram post when you would post your Instagram and send it to Twitter. Long oh, yeah, they just, they just sent a hyperlink now. Yeah, now they send yeah. a hyperlink. But if you can create, there's an IFTT recipe. It's a very popular one that you connect your Instagram and you connect your Twitter. And what it does is when you when you post on Twitter, it'll create the picture and the post and it'll create a tweet on Twitter with both pieces to make it look more. See now that you got me interested in because my primary platforms are Instagram, Facebook, but like when I launch a podcast episode, you, you will get blasted across Facebook, uh, mm -hmm. Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Those are my yeah. primary platforms. Uh, but I've also gone back to the old school way of organically placing those posts because sometimes the automation isn't always the best thing. Yeah. There's pros good. and cons, but yeah. that kind of hack, would reopen that because like I said, that's why I, most of the time I'm not swiping on Instagram to say, yeah, go ahead and send it to Twitter because I don't like what mm -hmm. it looks like. So. Yeah. yeah, so that's a recipe you can use. Mm. And so Zapier is the enterprise level of that. It works with like accounting software and CRMs and Infusionsofts and Entreports. So it's really like the legit one and, and I have a paid service. And so what I've done now is once I, I, I send that off to, uh, to get synced up, um, I have people fill out a form. This is really geeky, but I a type form. It says, hey, I want rather than me going hunt around and trying to find out what your social profiles are, because a lot of people use different names. And you're True. like, is this is, it, is this the Scott that I'm looking for? Is this? Yeah, the like there's some people who like, hey, they might have added an underscore yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and only exactly. because somebody else might have already snagged the, the, the screen name. Yeah. I was lucky, man. Nobody had live the fuel. I locked it down across nice. the board, across the board instantaneously. So yeah. it was like, Hey man, buy the domain and then lock down every single social <laughs> media platform, real estate. That's what I call Very it. Smart. Even if I'm not using it. And that's, totally. that's another best practice there to our listeners. So hopefully folks are jotting this down. What I don't know, man. Like this <laughs> is why I have show notes. This is why we have to put good show notes together. So, so the, so what I do is I say, Hey, I'm testing out this new way of connecting with you to make sure I capture all your social media profiles. And I send them a type form. And so the type form is like a Google form. It says, what's your LinkedIn? Mm -hmm. What's your Twitter? And so I get the actual profiles. Yes. And then what I do is actually I create a zap that says, when we get this submitted, send an email to my virtual assistant. She has access to my LinkedIn. She has access to my Facebook. She actually goes in and connects to those people. I did notice platforms. when I booked my session on your show, like you're using Calendly versus I'm using Calendly. Acuity. But, yeah. and again, I just have to find the time to do it, but I've already added, a, I've already, I already did a couple of enhancements to my onboarding form through my scheduler on the website. But then I saw yours. I'm like, I've, I've been meaning to do this. I just give people a, a paragraph like box to let them just dump their info into it. I'm literally, sure. I, I need to start basically leading the horse to water and telling them, no, seriously, give me all of your profiles. So here's your yeah. Twitter field, your LinkedIn field. Like yeah. I just need to build that out. Um, I wonder if I can actually embed that through all those platforms using Google Forms. If not, I know I can do it on Acuity. So you can, yeah. And I think that the great the, the the takeaway there, Scott, is the fact that you, especially for when we're talking about guests, you want their experience to be so smooth mm -hmm. in everything leading up to the conversation, like in the way you met them at the conference, yeah. in how you started that first conversation by email, in the way that they sign up for your show, and and then. You're not chasing them down afterwards. Oh, by the way, I need to do this one more thing. Or can you send me your photo? Can you send yeah, me I've only had one failure since opening up my schedule on the website. And that was because like I told you, I'm like, hey, man, just go to like, Nick at lunch yesterday. He's like, uh, shout out to Nick of the in, uh, independent or sorry, the dependent independent, independent. podcast. Uh, but we, were, we grabbed lunch yesterday and he was like, so at the end of the uh, lunch, I was like, dude, just find time to get on the show so I can promote what you're doing. And yeah. he's like, well, how do I do that? And I was like, I told you, just go to livethefuel.com, click on schedule, pick pod yeah. podcast recording, and that's it. And he's like, oh, 
He's like, I should probably get around to doing something like that. I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> like it's like, uh, oh, yeah. it, it needs to be easy. Like, I don't know. I mean, you, you can help me out. You went through my onboarding process. Mm-hmm. It, there's always room to improve, but was it somewhat smooth enough for you? Yeah. No, I mean, oh. I'm so used, I'm so used to, I'm so used to that being my experience nowadays uh, that when it doesn't happen, it's really jarring mm-hmm. or when the back and forth emails start like, Hey, can you do this time and this yeah. time? Oh, it I forgot to like... ask you for this or I forgot to ask you for that. Yeah. yeah. That's why I launched a scheduler. I tell people yeah. like, I, I forget what podcast I listened to, but they said, listen, you're, t- you can't replace time. You know, time is mm-hmm. irreplaceable. Once you've spent it, it's gone. So they said, what is your time worth? Do you want to spend oh, yeah. time locking people into your schedule manually or put your schedule out there, make it mm-hmm. available. And I yeah. said, I was afraid at first. I'm like, wait a minute, I can control oh, how yeah. much of my schedule I want to put out there. So like yeah. my coaching time is separate. I, I can decide, and actually I'm literally, as we're geeking out about this, it's already popped in my head. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hone this even tighter. I've actually been wanting this to get to the point where I'm saying, you know what? I only want to do podcast recordings two nights a week. Yep. And I've not done that yet. I'm, I'm still pretty wide open. And I'm like, I wonder if I should do that. Do you do that? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I do it now. I block out. So you out, only allow uh, two times a week to be able to do it? I do a little bit. It is two days in total, but it's Wednesday afternoons specifically, all okay. Thursday, and then only Friday mornings. After like uh, 12 or 1, that's it. I'm done for the rest of the week. See, I'm liking I, I've been, again, because um, it's only, again, to our listeners like who are newer, like this show's only just over a year old. You know, it was one year at the MapCon. And I was like, okay, it's, it's funny. As you grow your new platform like i already have brand but i was like you know this is something new so i don't want to mm-hmm. get too um unapproachable i guess you can say because yeah. I, I i i truly believe that the best leaders try and remain as approachable as possible i know as you grow in fame or exposure eventually you got to start putting up some speed bumps to slow down the people coming into you uh, but in the end i want to try and remain as approachable as possible so I, I've, I've held back on locking that down too much i, I was worried about oh wait a minute what if I, I start losing podcast hosts like, and, I, and I, all of a sudden I don't have enough people coming in you know, to keep mm-hmm. the show cycle going for two because I do two a week. So that's yeah. why I haven't done it. I was worried about, well, what if I, like someone has to schedule out two months from now because my schedule gets too tight. So, yeah. yeah. It's definitely something to play with, but I think I, it, you don't want to get in your own way sometimes. And I think we tend to overthink it sometimes and, mm-hmm. you, and, you, and that perception that like, oh, I'm not being ac- accessible. But I think what you're demonstrating to people, especially in, in stuff you, you know, I'm, I'm sure you talk about on your show is, is demonstrating that your time is valuable True. and saying, look, I'm, I, I pride my time and I, I pride myself on being efficient. And I talk to you guys and I talked on the show about how our time is our most valuable asset. So I've got to walk the walk as well. So I've got these two slots and, you know, you're more than welcome to, you know, use every last minute of it. But, you know, that's that's the time that I set aside and, and you're sort of setting the, the, the example. Yeah, I, I like this point because it's uh, this is another side effect of that point, which is sometimes there's a psychological benefit uh, to the people looking in where it's like, wow, this person's really, really busy. Mm-hmm. I better jump on this as soon as possible. So maybe I should free my schedule up so I can get into that time slot. So that's yeah. the other psychological thing. It's like you can actually create almost like, oh, they're on high demand. I better get yeah. in sooner rather than later because he only has so many slots open. So that's the exactly. other thing that I've noticed too. Yeah. It's a little bit of scarcity and it's not, you know, I'm not a fan of like a lot of this fake and false scarcity that we see now yeah. with a lot of online marketers. But I think it's in a way people have to have a little bit of a kick in the butt to get something moving because if you leave it so open for them, 
it's like, oh, I'll get to it. He's got so much time available. Like he, uh, you know, he's in, he's got plenty of time for me. And right. I'll do it when it's convenient. Or then all of a sudden, people's like, man, this is all this guy does is podcasting. And I, I always remind people too. I'm like, dude, the podcast is something fun for me. I yeah. haven't technically monetized. I mean, depending on how you define monetization, I haven't monetized it per se. I've picked up some disc discount codes from some healthy companies that I, sure. I love using. So sweet. Thanks to the platform. Yeah. I can now save money when I'm buying stuff because I, you know, like olive oil and my favorite nuts or whatever, like the companies gave me my own discount code for my audiences. So, yeah. uh, but they're not paying for me to promote them on the show. So I don't have to do a commercial or anything like that. <laughs> so I haven't well, gotten the, the, that point yet. Yeah. I mean, the great thing about it, and we heard about it at MapCon is the idea of your podcast being your media platform. Yeah. And now I, I'm making a more conscious effort as I see sites or events that I want to go to conferences. If the first thing I ask is if they need a speaker, cause I've been tra working on my speaking game. Same here. Um, so, and then the second thing is like, okay, do, how about a press pass? Can I get a press pass? And so like as podcasters and as we grow our shows, let's not overlook the fact that we can go in and make that ask if it's in an industry that wouldn't mind having some coverage. Yeah, you know, it's funny because that Thrive Make Money Matter event, I was there last year. And since then, I mean, these two post-its hanging right here are all the different co-hosts that I've brought on the show that I met because of that. And then I told the founder of the event, who I had on the show recently, Cole Hatter, and I thought about it like I had already bought a ticket to the event. I buy it, you know, when the event closed down, just like a MapCon, I just go ahead and buy the next year's ticket. It yeah. shows my commitment. Um, but I was like, you know, man, I... I was the only podcaster that have, has made that much of an impact from that community. I wonder if I could work that for next year. So actually, when I go out there this weekend, I'm going to talk to him about that. I'm like, listen, man, I've had on more people on my podcast from your event than ever. Yeah. What, what can we do here? You know, maybe that's next year. Guest about uh, finances, and then they go to FinCon, and they become like a, official coverage of the, of, the, of the conference. You know, there's, so you've, there's, done, there's, you've done FinCon. I have not done FinCon. Oh. It's on my list of things, you know, list to do. And, and I know I've, I've got a, a lot of friends that have, that have gone and say really good things about it. And the organizer PT is super amazing. I've, I've heard okay. of it as well. Yeah. So you're yeah, definitely, definitely going to try and work that whole press pass angle then? Or I'm going to keep, you know, why not? I mean, I was actually talking to the people at the Austin Film Festival and I was going to be in Austin the weekend after, the week after. So I said, well, I'll make it two weeks out of it. Uh, so it, that's in the works. But if I could... Because they're going to do a whole fiction podcast series. So this lines up perfectly with Podcast Junkies. Um, and the fact that they're looking how, at how now people are taking podcasts and converting them into shows. And there's agents that are actually looking for podcasts to turn into shows. Really fascinating stuff. So I want to be in on those conversations. And so if I can get there without, uh, and I have a client that lives in Austin um, who's willing to, to put me up. So if, it would just be the flight for me. So, you know, there's all opportunities, no matter what kind of podcast you have, whatever topic you're on, if you do enough research and you make it part of like your regular uh, activities, just always be looking for these opportunities. I mean, they're out there. I like that. Well, and the best part is what you just, you just finally helped me figure out how I'm going to get you networked. <laughs> like that's what I was writing on the whiteboard just now is um, I've had on the show uh, a best-selling author, Mike McCallowitz of The Profit First. Um, yeah. And so I'm connected with him. His daughter's actually come out and trained with my fiance's veterinary business because she wants to be a vet. He lives in New Jersey. I've, I was his first guest on his podcast that ever came to their offices uh, because they run the Profit First Professionals. And yeah. I know they got people connected with FinCon. Then the other one I'm going to get you connected with is Whitney Hansen. And her whole niche is the uh, millennial generation of, uh, finance and everything else. So she's all about saving money and everything else. And I know she's gone to FinCon. So right there, I've already got, and they both have their own podcasts. They have yeah. the profit first professionals podcast. 
and she's got her podcast. So I was like, great. I've already got two people I can get you connected to when I'm done with the show. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, profit, that Profit First book was amazing. I'm still... I've like... got both versions of it. <laughs> they re-released it this year. Do you know that? I think I've got the new one. I did it on Kindle and it just blew my mind. Like it's, it's so like practical. It's one of those ones you got to stop and you're like, okay, I need time to like, uh, put this into action. And so I've been just renaming my accounts and I still got to set up the physical ones. Yeah. It was, I I loved it. It was one of those original. Yeah. And then they re-released this one this year. Yeah. And then he released another new book called surge. Yeah. He's got like four or five books now. So yeah, uh, it's fascinating stuff and um just the and i physically have never read any of these i because <laughs> then i bought all the audiobooks because i just don't yeah. have the time to read <laughs> no of course i uh, yeah very few that i read uh physically but yeah the, the the um yeah the ebook was amazing the kindle was amazing well, and i'm with you on that because i'm glad you read it because that's i've actually fully implemented his system into my business okay. yeah i'm on my way there yeah. i just re- rename i got to set up a couple more accounts uh and for the listeners who who don't know i mean it's just a fantastic concept of thinking it's based about- on old school stuff they just yeah. put a new school spin on it and added yeah. a few tweaks and my old school accounting friends don't freaking get it you know they're like oh no no you you take your income minus your expenses and that's what your profits are yeah. and it's like no dude why don't you start paying your profit first oh, so yeah. right now i only put two percent into a profit account yeah so 2%. and then actually it's the end of september so i'll be doing my quarterly distribution okay. next week Nice. So I'm doing it. And actually I hired my first bookkeeper. So okay. I only pay her for one consultation a month, 75 bucks an hour. Okay. But then she goes over everything that I've been doing and there's, they can do way more hands-on, but they referred me. And actually, yeah. if you remember the book, it's Deborah who works with Mike Michalowicz. It's his, oh, nice. that's the one where uh, he said in the book how Deborah called him out and said, oh, you're not doing things right, blah, blah, blah. It's that girl. It's that woman. Okay. Yeah, well, I, ha- I have her as my bookkeeper. Okay, we might have to talk afterwards. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, this is awesome. So, yeah. Um, but she's been, it's been great because we literally do a live Zoom call. Mm-hmm. I log right into my bank accounts, show her everything. I had her, I had her, uh, we signed a, um, NDA. You know, Full exclusion or whatever you call it. Where basically, non-disclosure. Yeah, yeah, non-disclosure. So she can't, because yeah. I'm a big legal guy on that. And then uh, it just made me so comfortable. And then as we progress, you know, I might use her more and more down the road. I'm actually already thinking about leaving my accountant because they don't understand it. I'm like, I'm just going to hire her. She has her own accounting yeah. company and everything. Nice. And she has her own people doing it. So I'll definitely hook you up with Deborah. Very so cool. We're geeking out like crazy here. So, <laughs> But I mean, there's a lot of topics we're discussing here, but this is just... Even though we're podcasters and you're a podcast junkie, um, and obviously the founder of Fullcast, uh, clearly you're very niched in the podcasting community. But again, you're just a regular guy who started some businesses, and you're trying to figure out the financial game and the accounting game. Like, we're we're not special people. Mm-hmm. I, I've always liked to bring that back to kind of reality here because people might be hearing this like, oh man, this guy's the Fullcast guy. He's the podcast junkie guy. Like, let's bring it back down to the earth here. I mean, oh, yeah. it sounds like you've had some of your own little struggles, and you've I mean, this is not an easy lifestyle, like trying to add this into your lifestyle. I mean, can you talk a little about that? Sure. I mean, I, I think it's one of these, the first biggest thing that creeps in is imposter syndrome. Mm. Um, and it's this idea that who am I to give people like advice and who am I to give coaching? And imagine me, like I get into the podcasting space at the time when like Pat Flynn and John Lee Dumas are like literally household names and people are like, oh, so it was, it was just in, intimidating enough to have a podcast. 
And then I started interviewing, interviewing podcasters. And then I never thought I could build a business out of it because I'm like, well, there's plenty of courses out there. Mm-hmm. But I, I worked with a great coach. I continue to work with him. His name is Taki Moore. His program is called Black Belt. Um, and it just dramatically changed the way I think about business. And I realized I wanted to serve a specific community. And so I created a premium offering. And then I said, let me find out like where these people hang out. And so I invested in myself in high-end masterminds. I went to conferences. I started to become friends and, and started to be seen in these circles by these people who I admired. But let's pause on that. What were you doing while you were doing all this? Were you, did you already have the full cast business? Or were you no, kind of like, you still had like a, was this your side hustle? Yeah, yeah. So I started out uh, in 2014 when I started Podcast Junkies. I was still working at my full-time gig. I was okay. doing IT. IT consulting. Yeah. Um, and I had tried, you know, you heard a little bit of my story at PapCon, but I had tried five or six different things. You know, I kept falling on my face. Yeah. But it was always. And I've, I've also come from the IT space. So I'm with you, yeah. brother. <laughs> so it was, not, it was, uh, but nonstop, you know, that yearning, I think when you, when you have it in you, it's going to come out. And, and I'm not one of those that just one magical day I decided I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I quit my job and I, you know, pulled a, uh, you know, who's with me? <laughs> Like Tom Cruise. Um, oh, and, uh, again, there. movie, yeah. not reality, but yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome movie. Exactly. But and then yeah, it was just just a gradual. But I was always planting seeds, and I was like, and I had the podcast, and then I had my coach. I believe everyone should have a coach. I don't care how successful you are, because yep. uh, you you always need that. that it's point. it's funny you bring that up because I've recently said how I, I actually moved on from one of my coaches, and I've been off of a coach for about two three months, and mm-hmm. it's already getting to me. I was like, I knew it's going to take me time to find a new coach. I just need to commit to a new coach. I've already, I've narrowed it down to two or three, and I'm like, I just yep. need to get it going again because I truly believe in the statement of every good coach has a coach. Oh yeah, right, totally. Yeah, if your coach doesn't have a coach, then you need to fire your coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that means that means they've they've reached a point where they think they know everything, and yeah. that's dangerous. We it's will never re- know everything, people. <laughs> yeah, and so one of the things that um, Taki was very helpful in helping me decide is like, what's your genius? Like, what what do you what do you want to do? Like, what do you work on? That's when you're working on it, you're in the zone, and it's so powerful for you, and you feel like this is the, the best thing that you do. He outlined these these four categories. Uh, of tasks, those you're incompetent at, those you're competent at, and you're excellent at, and you're genius. Obviously, incompetent, competent, you, you know, you have no business doing those. You just get those off your plate as soon as possible. Uh, an easy example is like the housekeeper, you know, if she comes, you know, twice a month to your house to clean, you know, that's what she does. That's, that's yeah. you know, her genius, and she does that better than you, and you have no business doing that. I would agree um, with that. Like, I actually, I actually have a housekeeper. It's scary that yeah. I, was, I never thought I'd ever see that. And then I just got tired of my fiance complaining because I'm always traveling yeah. and I don't clean enough. So it's like, yeah. fine, at least once a month, yeah. uh, you know, in the beginning, I've done that for the past six months now. We, we've had somebody come in and professionally clean the house. Oh my God, by the way. How amazing, just, how amazing is that? Dude, I mean, <laughs> you come home and like, it smells like a new home. Fresh, yeah. And it's like, oh, and everything is so clean and shiny. And it's like, I didn't have to lift a finger. Yeah. <laughs> And now, granted, eventually, it would be nice to get that to like a weekly thing. But hey, baby yeah. steps, right? Just like you're yeah, kind of talking about here, things start slowly. You got to build yeah. momentum. And so the excellent tasks are where a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck because it's, it's the skill set that we learned and all these courses we took. And like maybe for podcasters, you can do a little bit of web design or you can do a little video editing or you can do a little bit of audio editing. And I do, that, realize- I do that now on the, yeah. on the website stuff. I'm not a web designer, but yeah. I know enough to help a few people here and there. And then if it gets too complicated, I outsource it but also enough to be dangerous sometimes. And you find yourself in an eight hour CSS HTML rabbit hole. And you're like, what? Well, I was just trying to change. Yeah. That is all you, bro. That, that's it. See, you're, you, I'm gone. No, <laughs> I'm calling Harry. But, it, but, but, <laughs> but substitute, 
another task that you're really good at, but it's not your genius. Right. Then those are the ones that are harder to let go of. Come like, no, I'm really good at this. I was known for this. But really, like as an entrepreneur, our genius tends to lie in this ability to connect with people and to acquire new businesses, mm -hmm. I mean, new, new clients and have conversations with prospects and show them that, you know, what it is that we're really good at and convince them to work with us. Like that's what that's our superpower. That's what we do. So True. sooner you can get a team to support you, Scott, it, I mean, for the listeners, it's just an important thing to do and, and have that mindset from the beginning. You should document every single thing you do so that you're ready to hand it off, whether it's just you. Um, but at some point- It's the beauty point, of things like Google Drive, Dropbox, yeah. just start totally. filing stuff. Yeah. And just do the simple math, like take your annual salary or whatever you make per year and, and work it down to an hourly rate. Mm -hmm. If you can pay someone less than that to do a task, you know, you should be in that mindset of like, yes, I'm going to pay that person. Yeah. Because they do it faster. They typically do it faster than you do. I have never edited my own podcast shows yeah. since starting. That's good. Like I wanted to, sat there mm -hmm. studying all the software and did just what you said. I was like, I'm spending all this time. Now, technically, I like, usually, but traditionally, I like to learn it to understand it. So I, I, you know, I was researching all the softwares that all the podcast gurus recommended, how to edit. I started playing with it. And then as I, once I started recording the shows, I realized... For the podcast, my genius is I want to focus on this conversation. Yeah. A quality experience. You and I getting to know each other, the, the listeners having a good experience, plenty of energy. And then I just want to take this file and have somebody else deal with it. Done. So I've yeah. never done it. <laughs> That's good. So. That's good. You had that mindset from the get go. It was scary uh, mm -hmm. because I, it's a, as a control factor, it's like you want to like have a little bit. I mean, like I said, I know enough to get myself in trouble. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm fine. And, and I outsource it. <laughs> so, so uh, can I ask you, I know it's, it's really hard for a podcast host to be on another podcast and resist the urge to ask questions. <laughs> uh, dude, this is, remember, remember you're a co-host, you're not a guest. So yeah. we, we're here together. We're sharing this episode. So I want you to okay. feel equal authority. Good. Thank you so much. Uh, so how's the, 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 I'm curious about the response to the show and which types of episodes have resonated with uh, the listeners and, whether it's people that are new or maybe even people that have been listening to you for a while, is there a certain type of content that people listen to or the ones you get the most feedback on? I could probably do a better job of like paying attention to that, but I've been just in just full, like go, go, go publish, publish, publish. I haven't really, I hardly ever go and look at my stats other than like I have, I use the time hop app. So it pulls up whatever I did a year ago. And then it gives me the option of referencing it to today or yesterday. Like, so I think, I think it was yesterday I published out to the social media a year ago, yesterday, I was public posting to social media saying, please help me hit my first 1,000 total downloads. Okay. And then uh, the file I posted like today, yesterday, one year later, I was at like, I don't know, I'm at around 38, 39,000 downloads. So it was like, it was just cool to see like, hey, one year ago today, I was begging people mm. online to try and give me some more downloads so I could break that 1,000, you know, cherry there. And I was like, nah, yeah. okay. Like I'm looking at it right now. Here we go. Actually, you know, here, I, I hide nothing. Let me... <laughs> Because I use the podcast websites platform. Okay. So here's the back end. Yep. So right here, I've got, uh, yeah, I, I, today I crossed 38,000 downloads. So, right. or maybe it was okay. last night. So there you go. So last night I crossed over 38,000 trying to get to that 40. Like I, I just, I don't know, I'm just pushing content. So, and I, I actually, and their platform is not perfect. Uh, I don't, we, they don't use Libsyn for the data. So I've never experienced Libsyn. I, I literally, that's the other thing. My other hack was I launched on their platform, um, Mark Asquith. Yeah. from the beginning. So I've never known anything else but that. I've always paid for this. So I, I joked around people, my guys, like from day one, besides buying all this hardware, I was spending, I spend 
90 bucks a month to use their platform and hosting. But yeah. because I just didn't want to, I don't, I basically moved my entire website onto their platform and just said, here guys, quickly redesign this, make the podcast stand out first. Cause that's the primary core of their platform. Cause yep. I really wanted to make the platform, you know, the podcast be a leader for the live the fuel for the, for the first year. And that's what I did. So, um, but I, I know for a fact that because we talk about health, business and lifestyle, it's interesting though, because yeah, obviously the certain episodes will lead into one direction more of another, depending if I'm talking to an entrepreneur or a doctor or a biologist or an author. Um, but it is interesting to see how as the show grows, I can get all of those people to talk about all three of those domains. So, mm -hmm. it, you know, obviously one will be, you know, one you know, more focused than another, but like I can go here. I know for a fact, for example, the biggest downloaded episodes ever, and no one still has beaten him yet, was Dr. Jack Cruz, who's a uh, famous neurosurgeon. Okay. Uh, huge biohacker, mitochondria hacker, as you want to call it, to the cellular level. Uh, but that guy's got like over 7,000 downloads. Um, okay. His YouTube video from that episode, he was the first time I started using this and doing YouTube. That yeah. went viral. Like he, he's got more downloads on YouTube and podcasting than anybody else because he has such a big online community. Of course. So he is one of those examples where he doesn't have a podcast. So he, if someone talks about him or gets him on their show, he shares it to all his social media feeds and then boom. Mm -hmm. And then because of Google, his name recognition, people come keep coming across my episodes. So it's interesting to see that happening. Um, anyway, so it's just funny. Actually, let me go back here. 51. And right here. Yeah, your mitochondria and biohacking with Dr. Jack Cruz. So I want to see what that comes up with. But where is, is, is this that, helping you, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Where did you make that connection? <laughs> I had another guy on who's one of his followers. He's the second most downloaded episode. Okay. <laughs> and he and uh, and then to Dr. Jack Cruz uh, shared that episode. That's what made that episode go go viral, the other guy. Okay. And and then I just reached out to Jack. I'm like, hey man, thanks for sharing your episode. I'd be honored if you wanted to come on. I didn't even know Jack shared it. I, I wasn't paying attention to my stats. And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. one of my buddies on Facebook messages me. He's like, yo, dude, the Jack Cruz shared your show. And I was like, I went from like, barely a blip on the radar to like all of a sudden for the next like week uh, my downloads were exploding i'm like what is going on right now and it was because of this guy <laughs> nice so well I, it's just one of those things that you never know like where the connection is going to go um, um and where it's going to come from and, and what it's going to lead to i mean I, I had someone a friend of mine refer me a, a potential prospect and i had hadn't talked to this guy in like a year and i met him probably three years ago mm -hmm. and just the fact that that connection was so strong that you know, two and a half, three years later, he makes a recommendation to uh, for his friend to talk to me about some podcast production stuff. You just never know. Like people tend to write off a lot of the like the nature or, or the, the the value or the weight of a certain relationship without understanding that you're literally planting seeds. And True. We're not smart enough to figure out how, what type of degrees of separation it's going to be. But I've had fun playing around with some of these uh, online org charts and, and uh, flow diagram software just I was mapping the connections one day and I was like, okay, this person led to this person and this person led to the speaking gig and this one led to this. And it was, the, and I met this person cause I went to his conference yep. and it's fun. I mean, it's nice to see that web of interconnectivity and just realize, wow, like just continue to add value and just continue to make each engagement meaningful. That's it. Um, I mean, here's, here's a great example. I brought up the entire history of the show and clearly you can see when Dr. Jack Cruz mm -hmm. and the guy before him, these two giant freaking spikes, happened 
the guy came first, then Jack came in. Like they actually, right here, this one here is probably when that uh, that first one aired with um, mm-hmm. the other gentleman, and then Jack Cruz just crushed it. And then, but it's also cool to see, like, hey, the first, you know, first half of the year, you know, I'm like, I'm pumping along, pumping along, and then okay, there's there's a bigger base here, there's a bigger baseline happening. Oh yeah, and yeah, I'm cool you with have, it. You have a new new plateau. Yeah. So awesome. Uh, I remember I was just happy to hit 100 downloads, and then all of a sudden when Jack aired, like he's the first time he crushed a thousand downloads in the first 24 hours because yeah. I never even I I was dreaming of that, and all of a sudden, boom, it happens. I'm like, whoa! I already had a th- my first ever thousand download in the first 24 hours. Clearly, it was the guest. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, I wasn't expecting it, but you have a very uh, point. Like Michael O'Neill, very big following, Solopreneur Hour. I made him episode 001. And I didn't get squat out of that. Yeah. He also didn't share it. We all, we all do that. I mean, we all yeah. new podcasters. I mean, yeah. I had Charlie Dumas on early. Um, what, the one thing that I did take away from him because he does, he's so regimented. Uh, he does half hour interviews for the, for the listeners who don't know. I thought he only does 20 uh, minutes. Now 20, maybe. I don't right? know. Back yeah, I think, I, I think I he's like gotten that anal because he's doing seven days a week. Let's be real. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's, he's hustling. So he told me his new formula. We, we chatted, not that this podcast moved the last year. We ended up um out together and so i was just like oh so what's what's going on he's like oh so i was doing this the seven he was doing one day a week recording eight episodes crazy. okay uh and then he's like oh i've got a new one he's like i'm doing um two days a month and i'm doing 15 episodes each day and that's the and in two days he covers the whole month i was like hmm. you are <laughs> wow you are something else my friend that's a lot yeah, that's a lot. But that's him. That's it. No, don't try to be him. He comes from a military background. Like he's he's it's yeah, his, he's former army, right? Yeah. He's just like that's the way he's wired. And like for people to try to be like him, I think it's funny every time. But, you know, take what you can from him and learn like best the, the, the idea and the concept. But uh, I have yet to see anyone that can out Johnny Dumas, Johnny Dumas. Well, he's been doing it longer. He's yeah. also created the financial freedom so he can yep. just do this. You know, all yep. his coaching communities, his books, everything else. He's got the freedom. So mm-hmm. he can do that. So that's fine. Um, I tell people that all the time. Like, I got, we have to be patient. You and I have to be patient with what we're doing. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. man, it takes time to build that. He's had, what, five plus years? I don't even know yeah. how long he's been doing this. I think it's been five years, right? Yeah. Or is I'm it longer? It. Doesn't matter. Point is, yeah. it's like, hey, man, he found his niche. He started crushing it. He did it before other people. And that's just the way it is. <laughs> I joke around with people that all the time. It's like, hey, you don't know where it's going to go. Um, like, here's another great episode. This has got 600 downloads. That's a wheat leaky gut vaccines with a paleocardiologist. He's a he wrote the book called The Paleocardiologist. But mm-hmm. so I, I mean, basically, it looks like my usually my top performing episodes are health related. But the other interesting thing about health related topics, and this might be something to consider, is the fact that they lend themselves well to keyword searches when people have that top, when people have that issue. Yeah. You know, they're searching for those words. So, this well, because health is a big issue right now, especially yeah. here in the US. So, yeah. like, actually, there you go. This is the guy I had on first, Kevin Cottrell. He just relaunched a whole new podcast uh, called the Health Nowcast. And, mm-hmm. But he's just about to hit a thousand downloads, and he was back on episode forty-four. So, and I've got—I'll be airing episode one fourteen on Friday. But it was him that led to Jack Cruz, okay. and, and I wasn't—I sh- wasn't sure if it was the words paleo, cancer, and sleep that got his downloads, or if it was the Silicon Valley, or yeah. it was because he had a good following online. Well, it could be a whole combination, and I think that's why, if—if uh, if you are podcasting, to make sure you really d- don't. Um 
you know, spend the time to, to create a compelling title, because I think too many podcasters just slap something together and they're like, oh, the the funny show, you know, oh, yeah. with, with Joe and Dave. No, like, see, I'm a marketing help. guy. I'm always yeah. starting to think about I want to balance the, the words, but it's still got to be fun. Like, I don't want it to be kind of boring. Like yeah. uh, one of my my episodes zero three zero three was with another guy the same name as me, Mulvaney. Uh, I met him at an Olympic lifting competition. So his name is Chris Mulvaney, and he's got a more successful marketing company than I do in New Jersey. And uh, he's not been on a lot of podcasts. So he was episode 003. Yeah. So we met here locally at an Olympic lifting competition. And then next time I was traveling down there in business, I'm like, hey, man, let's set up a time. I'll come in with the microphones. Because most of my first episodes, I was always mobile. I was never mm -hmm. doing this virtual stuff. I was going mm -hmm. out and getting after it. And he's only had... Since beginning, 252 episodes uh, or uh, downloads. But uh, I called him Rock Out Strong Marketing with Chris Mulvaney because I wanted his company to share it because it's marketing. But also, it turns out he also has a band on the side. So I just had some fun with that. So nice. I was like, all right, Rock Out Strong, brother. So Very cool. yeah, you never know where it's going to go. But then obviously, I, I want, like, you know, words like paleo and cancer yeah, and, and uh, solopreneur help now, you know, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Um, I wanted to circle back because I don't know if I, I completely answered the question about the you know the, the challenges of getting started. So yes, I, I I had the idea um, and I wanted to to start a podcast and so I started getting clients while I was still doing the nine to five. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would do them in the evening and and that first client, I mean, you just have to go completely like all out, just like give them everything you've got because when I I, I went to so I signed up for this coaching program, Black Belt. It was wasn't cheap. It was fifteen hundred dollars a month. Um, and a that's month. The most, wow. A month. That's commitment, the man. Most, yeah. It's the most, I, well, here's what happened, Scott. I said, uh, I'm a big fan of Jim Rohn and he's got this quote that says, you are the sum of the five people you most associate. I use it all the time. Actually, I use a variation of, I say you're the product of the five people you spend most yeah. time. Same thing. Yeah. And I was like looking at my circle and I was like, who am I around? And I'm trying to be an entrepreneur. Is there anyone here that's going to be motivate me? And I'm like, no, I got to get in a room. And, uh, you know, my friend Jason Gaynard says, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yep. And I was like, I got to get in there and I want to feel like I'm swimming in the deep end. And I went in there and there was just people just crushing it, like seven figure online businesses. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like, what do you read? Like, what, what conferences do you go to? What organizations do you belong to? I was just like absorbing it all like a sponge. And I was m mapping out my model in one of these like live intensives that he gives three times a year. And someone came up to me in the break and says, hey, when that's ready, I'd like to just sign up. And I was like, what? You mean you would sign up for this program? And they're like, yeah. And they called me that Saturday and they're like, hey, so can we get started? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, how much is it? And I gave them a number and, and within 10 minutes, it's in my PayPal account. And I was like, okay, I guess hmm. I'm into this. <laughs> I'm all I in, have, brother. <laughs> and then Scott, man, I literally like bent over backwards for this client. And I was like, he's like, can you do this? And I'm like, yes. He's like, can you do this? Yes, yes. Because the thing is, I charge him one one uh, monthly fee that covered a lot of my like a retainer costs. yeah, yeah. It's, kind it's, of it's, a, it's a model that i've been considering from the social yeah. media marketing perspective um it's interesting i'm like okay i know what my hourly worth is but yeah. i also am like you know it would be nice to have a retainer you have you have consistent income coming in i don't know yeah and for me it's it's give us i'm, I'm in the service based business you know it had to cover i mean i had to meet a certain number to cover uh editing costs and social media costs and all that stuff so and i said look and I knew that I could do all those things he was asking without it affecting like uh, my profitability. And I was like, I can do that. Or I would just train my VA to do that. And I was just thinking of all these new things and how to support. It helped me with Podcast Junkies. And I was like, oh, what if we did this? What if we repurposed the content here? And what if we, you know, take the transcription and we re-edit it on medium.com, which we're doing. And so like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
he was seeing that I was going above and beyond. I was learning some stuff that did work and some that didn't. And so when the next client came, I was literally like tweeting, helping him retweet his subject matter. So he's startup. He's a, he's the he's the pitch whisperer. He's called the pitch whisperer. He helps startups. I like it. Pitch. It's a Thanks, great man. tagline. Um, so he was doing startups or startup funding as a tagline. And those, I used to use a service called Round Team where you could automatically retweet a certain hashtag. Hmm. And so he was doing it on behalf of his Twitter handle. Someone else saw it and said, hey, who helps you with the podcast? He points her in my direction and she's client number two. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so that's, and then he referred someone else to me and that became like client five or client six. And so that's how it worked. It's like you add over deliver on value with those first. And yeah, so I've had, you got to build a had, reputation. Yeah, yeah. And I had these people in the works and then my job is like, oh, we're hiring a new person and he's got 20 years in like uh, supply chain. Um, and, and I'm like, okay, writing's on the wall. Like that means I'm out the door. And so I put it and in. Did, and at that point, had you had mostly replaced your income? No, I hadn't. Okay. All right. Cause that's <laughs> yeah. like, that's a, that's a big, it's important question. Cause I've yeah. made, I've made that mistake. I was like, yeah. I started launching my, my side nutrition hustle years ago with isogenics. Yeah. And I'm like, I, you know, if I just free up my time, I can go yeah. all in. Yeah. And some people have done that and they've crushed it, but then you have this elephant like sitting its fat butt on you and it's like you oh you don't have enough money to pay your bills like or like you're gonna run out of money type of yeah. thing so like do you really want that stressor eh. yeah if you can if you're in control of that by all means i think i got to the point where i wasn't in control but i had some savings and and if i'm being 100 percent honest scott i cashed out my 401k I dude, I, we just had this conversation last night with buddies of mine after we went mountain biking. A buddy of mine has built a very successful IT hosting company right now. He's crushing it, and yeah. uh, and he's like, dude, he's like, I've taken on. He's like, I can't bring on another client right now for three months. I was like, why? He's like, I need more tech people. I got to train them. And he's like, I can't trust them with the clients. He's like, so he's like, we're we're at max. But he talks mm -hmm. about that how you know other people he knows have started successful companies by just cashing out a 401k or borrowing from the 401k yeah. or whatever. So it's it, it was, it was what's, what's really interesting is for me, the, the calculation was like, I was going to take a hit obviously on taxes, but at the end of the day, there was no stronger sign that I was all in and that I trusted that I was going to build my million dollar business. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, on my own. Hey man, live today. Yeah. If, and if I don't, if I don't believe it and if I, I'm going to be my number one cheerleader. Yep. So I'm the one that said, I know you can do it, Harry. And I know that, you know, you're going to be scared. This is the scariest thing you've ever done. But if you didn't believe you can do it, whatever I had in that account was not going to be my retirement. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you had a couple hundred thousand dollars. I don't care if you have half a million dollars. It's not going to be enough. And I'm like, no, my retirement is my business. And I'm all in on this. And I just went for it. And I, it helped me fund, get me to the point where I am. And I'm just continuing to build on top of that. But you're going to have to be forced to make decisions like that as an entrepreneur. And there's going to be certain inflection points in your business. And you're going to have to decide, look, have I put the stuff in place that where I feel like this is something that, that I'm passionate about and that I, that I, I want to get up every morning and do? Like, I, I love this. I love what I do. Yeah. And I love the fact that it, it, it gels well with my, my hobby, which is podcasting, and now my business, which is podcasting. And now I'm speaking about podcasting. So I'm, you know, this is my brand now. And this is everything that I do. But if I didn't feel like that was it and it was just some sort of side hobby or some sort of affiliate program or something where I'm making money off the, the back of someone else's work, you know, that's not powerful enough, you know, for you to make that decision like that. So 
I think just be, be prepared for the high ups uh, and the crushing lows. I mean, I'm, there's days where I would be like staring at my phone, refreshing my bank account balance in my business account, waiting for like invoices to get paid. Yeah. So I could just very quickly turn around and pay vendors. And, it, and it's, <laughs> I mean, you're literally sweating and you wake up in the morning. If I didn't have my meditation practice in the morning, I don't know what I would do because it's definitely my grounding and I need it every single morning and my intentions every single nice, morning. Pl nice plug back to the healthy lifestyle. Well done yeah. to throw that in there because that's important. These are those little, totally little things like that maybe we haven't fully invested in and like, oh, you know what? I've been considering maybe some yoga, some, some meditation. Like you got to create balance. Absolutely. And, and the, the beauty of what you just helped us, you know, as we, as we bring the, the show to a close is like, you've helped us understand that dude, everybody is going to be in a different phase of hustle and everybody starts from a struggle. Uh, most people, I mean, more often than not, you're going to struggle. If, if yeah. anything is worth achieving or worth having, it's going to take work sure. and it, it's going to beat you up along the way, but you're going to learn a lot along the way too. And, and I don't care if I'm talking about health, business or lifestyle. That's why I love these stories because that's what these, that's what our listeners understand is like, if you got something in the back of your mind, mm -hmm. start working on a part-time, start reading yeah. a book, listening to a book, as we hinted at earlier in the show, uh, start going to events just to network and connect. Like I'm, this is my second year going back to thrive this weekend. I don't know what could come out of that. I might land a client. I might yeah. just, I might just leave that event with a couple of great new podcast events. Besides the fact that like literally there's 26 world-class speakers, you know, just, I mean, Sean T, that crazy guy, the the black guy online, that fitness dude for, oh, yeah. yeah, he's speaking. Uh, uh, the Olympians, a former Olympian speed skate uh, gold medalist, he's speaking. Like, just billionaires are there speaking. I'm like, what the hell, dude? I'm like, I'm going to come out of that with mind blown because my mind was blown last year. The famous Jack Canfield, Chicken Soup of the Soul, that whole oh, book yeah. line, he spoke there last year. It was like, I have never seen a stage with more world-class speakers in just a weekend which is why I committed to go back again this year and I'll go back again next year. <laughs> so, cool. um, well, listen, man, as we bring the show to a close, I mean, you've already shared a hell of a story to even close us out with, but part of my format is I like my co-host to bring the show to a close because you've shared our time together today. And I really want people to say, listen, we've shared so many ideas and best practices today that they're going to probably forget half of it. So I always tell people, you know, go back, check the show notes later. But if they forget half of this stuff, what is something that in your messaging, what you're trying to get back to the world, what you're trying to do with everything you're going moving forward, if this goes beyond just, you know, trying to plug your own company, right? We're trying to talk about a message because that's what we need. We need a purpose behind what we're doing in life. I mean, so if we forgot everything else we heard from you today, I mean, how would you want to close out? What would be your final words to our audience from, Harry. I believe every single person in your audience has a voice that needs to be shared with the rest of the world. But I don't want people to wait like 25 years to find theirs like I did. I listened to so many people growing up. I listened to my father's voice. You got to go to college. I listened to my boss's voice. Hey, you've got a six figure job. You've made it. I listened to my half brother's voice. Come to Atlanta, work in my construction company. I listened to my partner's voice. Join my dot com company for an unpaid salary and, and cash out your 401k. None of that stuff worked because I kept listening to other people's voices. And it was just an aha moment. There's near death experience when I was in Thailand that I was like, holy crap, I don't want to die with my voice inside of me. So now my mission has become to empower the thought leaders of the world to just, you know, decide, just make the decision. You don't have to actually physically like get up and do something or sign a book or sign up to a course, but make a decision that today is the day you decide not to let your voice die inside of you. I love it, sir. And yes, that was a powerful story when we were at MapCon. Uh, to our listeners, guys, 
find your voice. If you didn't hear it from me, you've heard it from him. I mean, it, it shouldn't take a near-death experience to get you to that point. But if that does happen, freaking listen to yourself. <laughs> so, yeah. again, uh, Harry Hank, I want to give you a proper goodbye. To our listeners, guys, Harry Duran, I already t- plugged it earlier, but I want to plug it again. Make sure you check him out at podcastjunkies.com. Make sure you subscribe. Hey, you reach out. Maybe he's got some extra shirts laying around if you do subscribe because I think he would appreciate it. Um, and also, if you are a podcaster hearing this, check out fullcast.co.co. Uh, maybe you're going to learn a lot of uh, new connections coming through a guy like this because he's working with a lot of shows right now and he's got a lot to share. So let me let me do one more thing for your audience. Yeah. Uh, if you go to fullcast.co and then you put slash consult 20, it's a 20 minute free consultation for all your listeners. I typically do a 10 one on the website, but this is an extra 10 that I've got sort of with a secret URL, but it's consult 20 at the end of that URL. You can put it in the show notes. I will uh, save that right now for our show notes. Thank you. And yeah, that's and important. 20 minute chat, anything podcasting, just a free consulting call. I always like I'm trying to give back. And a lot of times there's small tweaks that people are doing as they're starting to get launched whether it's equipment, uh, just check-in or, or hosting. I just want to be able to make sure people are starting off on the right foot because I've seen so many podcasts end up on SoundCloud and the recording on iPhone. I'm like, no, oh, please. You know, that's, a whole, that's a whole other podcast about that. I agree with that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So again, guys, there you go. So make sure you check out that special link, which will be in the show notes, guys. I always do this. So again, make sure... You're do, taking action in your business, your lifestyle, your health, whatever it may be. He's got the heck, the little 20 hook up there. I love that. So again, to our listeners, guys, we say it before we say it again. Keep living a fired up epic life. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel fans. Quick commercial break. Uh, before we close out the episode, just wanted to give you some extra tips and tricks before we send you on your way. So again, thank you again for listening to the Live the Fuel show. I hope you got a lot out of this recent episode. Uh, more importantly, please subscribe to this show if you haven't subscribed yet. Stay in touch. Get me some feedback. Submit a review on iTunes or Stitcher and get us yet the voice of you, the listener, so we can build this content back into the show and make sure that I'm actually taking you, the listener, into this uh, design and future as Live the Fuel grows. So again, subscribe, submit a review, stay in touch. Heck, on that point, go visit livethefueltank.com. Livethefueltank.com. That will take you to the link to our private Facebook group community where you can join and I can stay more in touch with you going forward outside of the podcast world. All right, last quick little piece here for you guys, some extra value. One, Go to livethefuel.com main page. You'll see on there we have our free resources guide. If you are looking for free content and not having to pay for it, consider getting on my email list. You click on the button, send me my copy, get your Super 7's resources guide. There's over 21 of my favorite online resources that I've built into this little uh, electronic guide for you guys. There's no cost. It'll just be emailed to you just by hopping on my email. Again, just thank you for listening. I want to give you some value. Uh, Second piece of my little extra nuggets of knowledge, if you want to call it this, is go to the resources section on the site. In there, I have three columns, health, business, lifestyle, and two, right off the bat that I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of is number one, eatpillynuts.com, and number two, villacapelli.com. Their logos are on the site. You got a big bowl of nuts there, and you got a cool big V, Power V logo. Both of those, if you use the discount code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you will get 10% off at checkout. So take advantage of that, please, and thank you. And more importantly, there's other companies linked on there. Uh, My nutritional and health alignment with Isogenics since 2010. Uh, The Pure Vitamin Club company for their kick-ass magnesium B12 and an awesome multi-cap. There's some additional business resources on there. Number one, Singularis IT. I go mountain biking and road cycling with the founder. 
This is a legitimate IT company. I don't care where you are in the world, you can use their services. We're talking about serious white glove level services. I've moved all of my IT solutions over to them and I outsource them regularly for any future and onboarding clients down the road. And lastly, but not leastly, David Studio. If you have no clue who this guy is, guess what? He is my new audio engineer. This is the guy I've been having making it happen behind the scenes. I found him through the Fiverr world. So if you search for David, D-A-V-I-D, Studio on Fiverr, you can track this guy down. But guess what? He's also on the Upwork platform. He's on the People Per Hour platform. You can search for him through his real name. I've never literally physically met this guy or talked to him in person. We have been just met through the online world. But if you search for E-M-I-N, that's I believe pronounced Emin, and uh, Fikik, which is F as in Frank, I-K-I-C, you can search for him in Upwork, People Per Hour, or more importantly, just go to Fiverr like I did. But if you are a podcaster or somebody just looking to get quality audio engineering, this is your guy. So again, guys, I'll let you get back to your day. Thanks again for listening to Live the Fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for listening to Live the Fuel. Visit us at livethefuel.com. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at Live the Fuel. Live the fired up epic life. Hashtag Live the Fuel.